Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is day five. And I have to say, Julie, the feedback we've been getting from the people messaging me directly, texting me, but also the people messaging us over on Instagram at Tim and Julie Harris about this topic has been fantastic. And I love the fact that so many of you, you guys get us. <laughs> you understand. Just feel good. You're, it's so funny when I read um, some of the comments and just general listener feedback and coaching client feedback, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why is it that Tim and Julie Harris make so much sense with what they're saying? Because it seems so tactical and practical. And it's like, yes, because that's what real estate is. It's something in the human brain that wants to make things so complicated into 14 steps and 33 lead follow-ups and all the rest of it. But the truth is not complicated at all. In real estate, the most successful people have the simplest systems. There's fewer what Elon Musk calls threat vectors. But again, there's something intertwined with a really, you know, analytical, egotistical minds that all of us have in differing levels that wants to have the simplest things be more complicated than it needs to be. Here's the bottom line. At the end of the day, there is a direct relationship between the contacts and the conversations you have with decision-making adults and the amount of pe- the number of people you help and the amount of money you make. And that's true in any sales business. But look how many of you are being, you know, brainwashed into believing it has to be some complicated funnel with a whole bunch of marketing and branding with a whole bunch of video and whole fancy CRM and all this other stuff. Isn't that fascinating? Have you guys ever stopped to ask yourself why your brains want things to be more complicated than they have to be? Well, I'll answer your question because hopefully you're asking yourself that question now. It's because you're trying to procrastinate doing the real work of real estate, which is putting yourself in a place where you're going to have a direct conversation with somebody who might say no to you. All of this stuff is not designed to make your lives easier. It's designed to make your lives more complicated. So you always have an excuse not to actually do the real work of real estate. And I, I, guys, that comes after having done over 100,000, well over 100,000 one-on-one coaching calls. When you cut through it, Success actually is not difficult, especially in real estate, as long as you're willing to have direct conversations with people. And, and under and not complicated, right? Yeah, that's the bottom line. I am adjusting volume, so hopefully you guys are not ah. annoyed by me just changing the voice <laughs> yes. uh, levels just ever so slightly. But yes, and that's something that I love it when you're realizing that um, you know, your life and your real estate business can be simple, can be focused on what you already love to do, which is helping people. And the more of that, the more of the other thing that you get. And it's not more complicated than that. So hopefully you guys are really clear about that. And if you're not, I'll say, I ask you to challenge yourself and ask yourself the question, why do I want things to be more complicated than they actually have to be? If Let's just say for the sake of conversation, dear listener, that you know what we're saying is true, or you're willing to accept that what we're saying is true. Um, why is it that you choose to ignore us and try to make things, again, more complicated than they have to be? Why? What's the upside for you? It's because then you can then blame the fact your system's not complete, or your branding's not done, or you're not getting leads because you have to do some more videos. You want it to be more complicated. Why? It's moving you further away from the goal that you have, which is to be of service to other people, help them buy or sell real estate and make money. And it's actually compounded by a billion fold 
over the last probably maybe 12 years. Why? Because during this hot seller's market, anybody who had a nitwit idea on how to sell stuff to agents, CRMs and all yeah. the rest of them, and these, I get solicitations sometimes as many as like 10 or 15 a day. These guys wanting to be on our podcast, wanting to offer their whiz-bang, shiny object widget to all of you. And you know, because you listen every day, we never even have anyone else on the podcast. Because frankly, 99% of the time, I think what they're trying to sell you guys is a gimmick. Now, what has happened over the last 12 years is a lot of these guys were able to start these businesses with money that they raised from hedge funds and in some cases, private investors and seed money and da 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 Now that that big, um, you know, huge cycle of overinvestment and dubious startups is gone and not to return anytime soon, uh, you're going to see a lot of these businesses that were trying to market usually some kind of lead generation gimmick to you or CRM uh, to you, they're going to go away. Their ideas only worked because they were, sell they were raising money from investors, not because it was actually producing results for their clients. You guys get it? That has all changed. That super cycle in money entering into quote unquote real estate fintech is done. And now what you're going to start seeing are the agents that dominate the marketplace are the ones that are actually willing and are actually doing the real work of real estate, doing what they don't want to do and they don't want to do at the highest level. All of you are headed that direction, whether you consider yourself a passive lead generator or a proactive lead generator, because it's always going to go back to having meaningful conversations with decision-making adults about buying or selling real estate, no matter how you generated the lead. But the fastest way to generate the lead the most, frankly, high-quality lead is always going to be a lead that you proactively lead generate. That's right, which brings us back to losing your phone fear forever, of course, related to being proactive lead generators. So this is the uh, final day point. Let's see. Point number 16, and it's point number 16 is make sure you're keeping track of your systems. Make sure you're keeping track of your leads. And one of the most uh, easiest ways to do that, I'm going to give you guys a little hack to that, is the best agents in the history of selling anything have always had the fewest number of leads. And Julie, can you give an example of that? Like agents yes. that have come to you that have had mm -hmm. a lot of leads oh. and, and where you've, you know, I walk know. them through that. Yeah. One, and I know what you were doing there because yes. I wanted to say something about that. One of the first questions we ask as coaches is tell me about your lead generation. Tell me about your lead flow, your lead follow-up. How do you track everything? And one of the things that drives us crazy, and I actually had, this is the worst example I could think of, best worst example, is an agent that said, oh, I got 2,000 leads. 2,000 leads? How can you even call anybody 2,000 leads? I said, so tell me about that. Well, I've got them in a drip system, in a CRM, and I've been collecting them. Anytime I meet somebody, I put them in there. Those are my leads. Well, those aren't your leads. Those are your contacts. They're not even contacts. Those are just people that you're dripping on. Yeah, that's like having the phone book and saying those are your leads. You do not have 2,000 leads. Now, our coaching clients that have been through this coaching and understand that less is more with regards to great quality leads who are people who will actually transact with you. So we do this, we do the drill down in coaching, right? So we're not going to get that deep on the podcast, but what's a lead? It's somebody who will transact with you in 60 to 90 days. How do you know that? Because you've used a pre-qualification script. They're talking to you. They're communicating with you. They have realistic expectations. But specifically though, the, you don't want a bunch of just general leads because, and there's no glory in warehousing a bunch of hoarding general them. leads and hoarding them. And a lot of you have been fooled, lied to, and uh, in, in by CRMs mostly, into believing that long-term lead follow-up is uh, worth doing. And it's absolutely not. Because here's what happens, and this is a psychological thing more than anything, a mindset thing, if you will. And by the way, the long-term lead follow-up thing I just told you guys, do some homework on this. Julie and I have done research on this. Long-term lead follow-up 
essentially is a an utter waste of time and an enormous waste of money. It's false belief. Uh, it's false belief because what's going to happen is you're going to say, I've got my 2,000 leads that I'm dripping on and look at this person and I can get into my CRM and I can tell you this person opened a video and watched it for 10 minutes and this was, so what? Who cares? What difference does it make? Why don't you actually get on the phone and call those people? Why don't you pick up the phone and actually call them with the intent of setting an appointment after you've thoroughly pre-qualified them? That's the reason the best agents have the fewest number of leads. Because and, and by fewest, we mean really few, 5 to 10, 10 to right. 15. They are on their whiteboards in front of them. That way they're not out of sight, out of mind. See, the thing with CRMs is your CRM is there to hold on to phone numbers and notes. It is not a lead generation system. You've got to get clear on that. We want you to have CRMs to obviously keep track of your centers of influence and past clients and remind you when to, you know, organize your business. But the way they've been bastardized and sold, frankly, as yes. some sort of sales assistant that's designed to make it so you never actually have to have, you know, do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. That's how CRMs have been sold in the last 12 years. And there's a, basically an entire generation of agents and brokers and office managers that believe it's true. So I'm going to say this now for the fourth time with regards to point number 16. The best agents have the fewest number of leads. A lead is somebody that they've actually thoroughly pre-qualified. They know to what Julia was just saying, what their motivation is. They know what their time frame is. They know all the questions on our seller or buyer pre-qualification scripts have been completely answered. When you join Premier Coaching, for example, let's say you come across a seller lead. The actual seller pre-qualification script has little blanks that, you know, where you write in the answer of what that seller said. And our seller pre-qualification script, I don't remember how many questions it is, but it's a, basically an outline of a conversation. It's not like you're interrogating them prior to them getting their driver's license. It's, it's a conversation outline that we want you to memorize, we want you to internalize, then we want you to personalize. But there are key pieces of information that you have to get out of uh, that, that prospect. And what you'll discover is... If you have a big mess of leads right now and you start calling that big mess of leads and you actually use real pre-qualification scripts, you'll find that maybe 10% of the people you call leads are actually viable. They're actually going to transact. And the rest of them, don't even bother with. And I know that's shocking to so many of you, but one day, someday, yes. But the problem is, is that if you have a bunch of leads, you're going to stop pre-qualifying because you're going to fool yourself into like, you know, that you're pulling up a big blanket of, you know, warm, cozy blanket of 2000 prospective clients. And you're going to allow yourself to be lulled into complacency, not get on the phone and not pre-qualify. The fewest number of leads, but all those leads are actually ready to rock and roll. That's how you make your money in real estate. You know what I'm saying is true. Doesn't it just intuitively make sense? It must, right? I mean, because this is the truth and you know it. When is the last time any of you had somebody transact with you that was not actually motivated to transact with you? Then Doesn't it then make sense that you're only going to want to work with the motivated because they're the ones that actually transact? Look for the motivated and yeah, like I said yesterday, the day before, the rest of them that are, you know, let them swim away and then always be looking for the new ones. Just always be looking for the people that are ready to go and let the dripping happen in, you know, some, you <laughs> know, doctor's office. pharmaceutical commercial or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so much stress happens. I hear it on coaching calls when they have too many leads and they are not having real conversations. They're not using pre-qualification scripts. Agents will try to turn the marginally motivated into a transaction. Exactly. And that causes a lot of stress. Well, if you if you generate, you don't have to tolerate. Amen. That's right. Exactly. And so like, uh, you know, along those lines, why don't you start learning how to generate, honest to God, pre-qualified, 
ready to rock and roll leads and stop wasting your time thinking that because your amazing personality and your amazing branding that you're going to convince someone that's never going to transact to do a deal with you. Learn the skills necessary to actually find the people that have their hands in their air right now wanting to buy or sell real estate. We've made it easy for you. Julie's mentioned a lot of the things um, with point number 16, the dry erase boards, you know, obviously the real estate treasure map, all these things, scripts, just text the word premiere to 47372 and you can join a premier coaching right now for free and yes that does include a daily semi-private coaching call text the word premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com remember when texting message and data rates may apply now point number 17 is a simple thing but i've literally seen agents transform their effectiveness when they did this and this is a simple thing you can do it this afternoon use a mirror in your prospecting space how do you look to you walking around with your headset on when you're on the phone. Do you smile? Do you talk with your hands? The more professional you look, the more confident you'll sound. Stand up when you're speaking. Remove the chair from your office. Increase your energy and enthusiasm because you'll look like somebody that somebody wants to transact with versus are you sometimes when you feel desperate enough, maybe picking up the phone while you're wearing your jammies leaning back in your chair, not having a lot of energy and enthusiasm and expecting results. Well, people can hear in your voice whether you're smiling or not. People can decide. People will do this. Okay, let me just make this real basic for you new agents out there. I'm going to tell you guys two things that are incredibly true, that if you remember these two things, you will get business away from the best agents in your marketplace. Number one, if you have high levels of energy and enthusiasm, if you don't naturally have it, fake it, you're going to win more times than you don't. Mm-hmm. And number two, always ask for the business. If you ask for the business and you have high levels of energy and enthusiasm, because the seller, even if they're comparing you against Bob, who's basically been King Bob in the marketplace forever, Bob rolls in, he's a little bit lethargic and he's a little bit entitled. Assumptive. And he's, yeah. he's assumptive and he maybe was late and, you know, whatever. He's not, he just assumes he's going to get it because he always gets it. And you pop in there with high levels of energy and enthusiasm and you actually ask the seller to list the house with you or transact with you, you're going to win more often than you lose. And old Bob's going to not know what hit him. How do I know that happened? Because Julie and I sold in our first year in business over 100 homes. And we weren't, you know, we were obviously competing and getting that business away from a lot of it, like 50 of those were sellers. We are getting those listings from agents who had sold the houses to those buyers and who are now sellers. And in many cases, we were getting those listings away from very experienced agents. Why? I just told you. We had no skills, but we had energy and enthusiasm and we asked for the business. That's right. You can turn your nervous energy into energy and enthusiasm. You've just got to focus it. And I love that you said, ask for the business. That can definitely make a difference. Okay. Point number 18, role play with 10%, uh, role play 10% with role play partners and 90% with real prospects. In fact, from a coaching perspective, I don't mind if you turn that into a hundred percent with real prospects because you'll learn faster. I have to say that drives me crazy. That's one of the top three things that drives me crazy about coaching clients is they'll join Premier Coaching and they'll then basically have all the scripts and they'll have everything organized. The office will be perfect. And then it's time for them. They even ordered Red X. And if you guys haven't ordered Red X, definitely do it. Text the word RED to 47372. That is essentially the complete system for how to get expired phone numbers and full contact. 
text the word RED to 47372, R-E-D. And when you do, they'll text you back a link so you can join uh, their program for 150 bucks off. So that's pretty incredible. Text the word RED to 47372. Remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply. But they'll have all their system in place. Yep. And then what I'll see them post in our private Facebook group, I'm looking for three role play partners, one at 8 o'clock, one at 9 o'clock, one at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Or I'm wanting to have someone be my accountability partner. No, do not waste time with that. I know all you're really doing is you're procrastinating. What do you mean, Tim? I need to practice. What You can practice with the sellers. But Tim, they're going to know that I'm new and not knowing what I'm going to do. And I'm going to stumble and fall and I'm going to get rejected. Correct. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. And I want you to be super clear about this. I want you to stumble and fall and be rejected absolutely fierce at it fiercely is that as a word? quickly as you can as yes. many times as possible I, I want it to be incredibly painful on day one because you'll live through it and then you'll know that it wasn't that big of a deal and you're going to learn from it correct and the other problem now i i do have this in there because i've some of my elite coaching clients have formed really great groups with each other and are supportive that is rare to your point when you post on a Facebook page or some realtor site that you're looking for role play partners and your only criteria is that it's got to be 8 a.m. Pacific time. You're going to be role playing with somebody who's probably new or a hack. So you're not going to be learning anything. And I know what you're going to do. That person doesn't show up, uh, misses a couple of days of the week. Yep. And you're going to use that as your excuse not to prospect. It's their fault. Day. You're just procrastinating. And procrastination, guys, is a fancy way of saying lazy. You're just looking for reasons not to do the real work of real estate. Yeah. Am I offending you? I apologize. <laughs> Please be offended by me versus being offended by the fact that you're not as successful as you otherwise could be in six or 12 months from now because you are lazy and not actually doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level. Point number 19. Point number 19, celebrate your small victories. They add up to real appointments. This is called the accumulation effect. For example, speaking to three past clients or people in your center of influence for three days in a row is a good baby step if you've never, ever done this before. Now, don't do that forever. Add on one for sale by owner per day or door knock one expired per day. Once you're doing this weekly, then monthly, you'll soon be generating the predictable and duplicatable appointments and then transactions that you seek. See, what happens with you guys is you'll get this list of expireds and you'll be like, oh, there's only 15 expireds in my area. Well, who cares? You only need one listing to make 10 or 12 grand. And by the way, on the wrong thing. what is your area? Is your area like a five mile circumference around your house? It's where I can walk to. Well, I mean, there's another thing. <laughs> I, hopefully, you guys, we're, not, we're making a lot of valid points here that you can kind of laugh at yourselves. You're going to sign up for Red X. You're going to put in your search criteria, the area in which you're going to be you know, looking for expireds. And what a lot of you who are playing realtor but actually will never actually do the real work, what you're going to try to do is put in the tightest confines as possible so it produces the least number of uh, expired leads for you. So you have an excuse to never have to really have to call expired. So you can say there aren't any. Exactly. Or and you'll put in the highest end market in your market because, gosh, if you're going to make contacts, it's going to be with $2 million sellers. Or the exact opposite. You're going to get a list of expireds yeah. every morning. And all the ones, this is what I typically see, all the yeah. ones that are less than, say, 750 grand. forget those guys. I'm not calling them. No. Right? No. You, I hope you're that, over pre-qualifying. Well, you're looking for reasons not to do the work. You're yeah. being, what's the word? Starts with an L? L ends in a Y. I don't remember. But you guys are hopefully laughing. Rhymes with crazy. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Crazy lazy. Yeah, it could be. So hopefully you guys are laughing at yourselves. If you've been in this business for a long time and you have experienced some of these mistakes, stop making them. Stop doing this because this is the best time in at least the last 15 years 
to learn how to do the real work of real estate, there are still people, and I see this all over the place, that YouTube coaches are the worst ones. Yes. Where they're out there trying to tell people, they don't see, a lot of these people are younger than Julie and I. They're in their like 30s and some of them they're in their 40s. And they don't know that branding and marketing has been around forever. So they just happened to discover it in the last 24 or 36 months. Mm -hmm. Then maybe they stumbled across a Gary Vanderchuk video. And so they actually think that that's the newest thing. Well, guess what? It's a brand around forever. Well, it hasn't been around forever in social media. Social media is essentially the same as any other form of marketing and advertising at the end of the day. It's just digital. That's the reason that Facebook is valued as a marketing advertising company. That's the reason if Facebook stops selling ads, their, the stock value goes down. It's an advertising platform. All of these companies are. Google makes their money from businesses buying ads. You guys get the point? You're just buying ads. That's all social media really is at the end of the day. You're creating content, which is an ad, and then you're spending money to get people to watch the ad. And oh no, my uh, social media traffic comes from organic search results, I'm gonna sh or organic results. Here's the thing. Look to see if you're not spending money on your videos. Look to see how, many f how few views you actually get. Why? Because the platforms want you to spend money on this beautiful video you just made in order for you to get views. It is a ecosystem that's ultimately designed to remove money from your pocket. Unlike what we're trying to get you guys to do, which is for the most part free. Picking up the phone, having me meaningful direct conversations with people that are interested in buying or selling real estate who've already shown their willingness to list. Now, I want to even break this down since we're down to our final couple points because I argue with me, okay? Steel mm -hmm. man this with me. Okay. I want to list real estate. <clears throat> and I'm going to play both. Okay, I'm going to be the marketing and advertising focused agent, okay? Okay. Okay, I want to learn how to be a listing agent. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a brand. My brand is me. My me, me and my brand. Me and the same thing. Okay. When people, I want people to think of my name and I want you to them to have these prevailing thoughts about me. That is my brand. Success you know, all these other, you know, words that are going to be attracting, uh, attractive to other people. And I believe that once I do enough of that over a long period of time, and mm. I've geared that towards prospective sellers in my communities, that eventually those people are going to stumble across me like my brand enough that then they're going to hopefully message me and maybe actually give me an opportunity to uh, list their home, let's just say, right? Yeah. Now, I, that's what you guys are believing is true. Now, sure. why are you believing that is true? What is it that you're avoiding by believing that is true? You're not avoiding work. You're not avoiding disappointment. You're not avoiding an extraordinary amount of effort and time. What are you actually avoiding? Having direct conversations that could result in hearing the word no. You're trying to avoid right. rejection. That's what marketing and branding and advertising has always been for real estate agents is a crutch. It's been an excuse not to actually have direct con Well, hold on, Tim. You don't know what the hell you're talking about because I can put out one video and that one video is going to appeal to thousands and be watched by thousands, consumed by thousands of people. Who cares if it doesn't result in a closed transaction? What the hell difference does it make if it doesn't result in you taking a listing? Versus, for example, the proactive lead generator who's going to get a list of expired listings. These are all sellers in their community that had their home for sale. It didn't sell. You know what the price wasn't. You know they're willing to hire an agent. You know they're willing to pay a commission. You know you, that their previous agent failed, who you would have been a competitor with. That's you right. You might have lost to before. Correct, right? because they listed with their old, their you know their past agent probably, or their best friend from high school. Or you whatever. got all the pictures. You actually have a built-in CMA with the property history. Right. So you're you you think that it's less work to do the marketing and branding, and you think you believe. 
you create more leverage by marketing and branding than you do just calling the people that already are telling you they have homes for sale and they want to sell them. You explained to me, dear listener, how that makes any remote sense. And here's the asininity of it all. Marketing and branding and advertising, if you are trying to sell something that people weren't already in the market to necessarily buy, for example, you're on Instagram and let's say you are, um, you know, wanting to buy, I don't know, a new leash for your French bulldog or something, a harness for your French bulldog, which Julie has like a thousand of them. I don't even know she how many. She likes different styles. I guess. Okay. And she has all of these and I know where she gets them from. And then like, but let's say there's this new company that wants to sell her uh, a French bulldog, you know, harness and leash. Well, they're trying to, you know, attract her with different styles and they're going to market to her. They're going to advertise her to her. They're going to have to optimize their website. They're going to have to like really go out of their way to try to get her to want to, they have to go out and search for the customer and they get get the customer and want to buy the product that they may or may not have been interested in in the first place. They're going to have to essentially have this long sort of manipulative. They have um, to find me first. They have to, they have to uh, find, define the market They have to then basically define their messaging so that it appeals to the people that they want to sell their product to. And by the way, they need a great product. All right. If you're selling Ginsu knives or French bulldog leashes or clothing or furniture or stuff like that, I understand why you need to do marketing and branding. I understand. Though I will say on the very high end, when you have a really good, great product, like in our maze purse, people then start trying to find you. But none of us, nobody in real estate has that sort of international appeal, right? And- Furthermore, they don't have to market and brand because there's only one Hermes, as an example. In your marketplace, guys, there are billions of agents. And so why would you try to compete marketing and branding-wise with all these other agents when you could just call the actual people that already have their hands in their air wanting to sell their home? Okay, I'll give you another example. You're Bob's Pie Shops. Bob's Pie Shop opens up. You have 14 different kinds of pie. You've got the best rhubarb pie We've had rhubarb pie, why not It was kind of <laughs> weird, but I don't it? know what rhubarb is. Let's call it apple pie. Okay, apple pie. Bob's got the best apple pie in town, but you know what? I don't necessarily want to buy pies every day. I, you know, so I don't necessarily even want to buy pies from Bob. I don't even know this, you know, I'm nothing. So what Bob needs to do is Bob's going to need to do a marketing and advertising campaign. He's probably going to want to get all the information from all the people that live within maybe a 10 mile radius of his store. He's going to want to do a direct mail campaign to them. He's going to try to find them on social when they finally, res- you know, given them their contact information. He's going to do a Facebook campaign. He's going to maybe try to get email addresses. He's going to want to sponsor different things. He's going to do everything in his power to make it so you're aware of Bob's Pie Shop. And then maybe occasionally, like how often do you buy pies, right? Occasionally, you're going to go buy a pie from him. You get the point? Because there's no list, unlike expireds, of people who are starving for a pie today. Right. I got to have a pie today. Bob can't wake up every day and, and, and go to his computer and turn on Red X and get a list of all the people that are ready to buy an apple pie. Pie X. Pie X, right. <laughs> you can. So why would you spend money trying to find the people when you can get the information already? Well, let, let me just, you know, tell you from coaching why. I think you know this. Because they have the false belief that if they do enough of that and it's big enough and frequently enough and they wait long enough that that micro, tiny, 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 weeny little percentage of people will come to them in such a passive, non-confrontational way. I'm ready to buy a house with you today, Tim, right? They think that there's going to be no confrontation and they also falsely believe that I am the only, that you are the only agent that considers me to be a lead and that I'm not getting all of that other stuff from everybody every day as well. Uh, there's a lot of false belief about that. 
And I would bring them back to the fact, and we know this from our coaching clients. Also, you know, we also did this ourselves, not just expireds, but for sale by owners, probate, people that have a reason to sell who are obvious, right? We teach you guys 20 different ways. But to... it's not confrontational. No. Like one in 50 might, might be a little bit contentious because they had a bad day. It's not confrontational. Why? Because they actually need you. The learning curve to be very good consistently at, uh, you know, passive lead generation is massive compared to proactive lead generation. And uh, we talked about this yesterday. The real, no one will tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this now. All the time, the YouTubes and the Instagrams and the TikToks and the Googles, they change the rules. So maybe maybe you you get really good and you've got a, a video that shows up when someone decides to search for Columbus, Ohio real estate and it comes up on the first five res, a search page result or you know first five results on YouTube, even gets indexed inside Google for six months or 12 months and then all of a sudden something changes and all of a sudden it doesn't even show up anymore. That's the problem with all that. It's, it goes back to one of our founding principles. Don't build a mansion on land you do not own. And if you're going to spend all this time and effort, have you have to build not just the mansion, but have it be based on land you own. The land you own is your skill set. And that's really, truthfully, guys, that's the circling of the wagons around why some agents succeed consistently no matter what the market's doing and why some of them only succeed in one kind of market. The marketing and the advertising, the branding is only sold at high levels during hot sellers market because people don't stop to actually uh, try to validate whether it's working or not because they're selling real estate and they assume it's their marketing and branding because by design, that crap has no way of being tracked as to whether it's not working. I had someone trying to sell Julie and I, which I thought was hilarious, an impressions-based ad like a month ago. And like, okay, no, fine. Let's have, she cold called me. I knew who she was. I'd known her for a long time. Um, she worked for a national, well, let's just say a state real estate publication. So I wasn't going to blow her off. And I started asking her questions. And it was like three questions in that she completely started tripping up and I started feeling bad. <laughs> so I just told her it wasn't mm-hmm. in our budget. But the reality of it was is none of that stuff actually can actually be validated. And your ego will tell you, I have to do the marketing and branding so people will see me as successful so then they'll want to do business with me. The reality of it is, is people will do business with you when you're successful because you've helped other people. Now, with all that said, here's a thought for you. If you still choose to spend your profit on marketing and branding, do it after you've learned how to be a proactive lead generator. Now, I'm tricking you and I'll tell you why. Because after you've learned how to be a proactive lead generator, you will laugh at the idea of spending money to be a passive lead generator because you'll go, why the hell would I want to do that? Exactly. But you have to cross that bridge to have that conversation, don't you? You do. And many agents, and they've been lied to over the last decade plus, sure. who've gotten in the business, who've been you know, bombarded with all these people selling marketing, branding, you are your brand, you are your brand. They don't know any better until yeah. they discover this podcast. And a lot mm-hmm. of them are discovering this podcast after having believed that message for a long period of time, right. realizing that it's not working. And so I'm going I'm to leave you guys with this one thing. Don't feel like a failure because the path you were on failed you. Okay. Do not allow yourself to feel like a failure and thus fail in real estate because the path you were on failed you. You just were on the wrong damn path. That doesn't mean that you can't do it. Matter of fact, I'll go as far as to say this. If you failed on the path that you're on, you now know what not to do. And that gives you an enormous advantage in the marketplace because other people are going to have to essentially go down that path of failure and sure. learn what you already know. Don't the, Where you will fail is if you try to make a bad idea work. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. it's that's it. That's this the bottom line. There's a difference between quitting and quitting while you're ahead. The ahead part in this scenario is you're realizing and accepting the fact that you need to go in a different direction. That's one of the things that a market like this gives you permission to do. Yeah, you know what's interesting is uh, commonality amongst our incoming coaching clients. They will say, I, and mostly it's after listening to podcasts like this, I came to the realization that I've spent so much money trying to make some of this stuff work, month in and month out, and I call and I say, why isn't it working? They said, spend more money, have, you know, do more impressions, and you haven't done it long enough, right? Or, or they say, your videos, you need to have more dancing around. Exactly. Some, you got to tweak something, Bring right? Bring in a cat or a dog. Exactly. And I've spent time, I've spent money, some of them have spent years trying to make stuff work, and they have this light bulb go off that if they just invested even half of that money, in some cases in yourself, in your skill set, in having some accountability in coaching, how much faster would you move forward in your business? Well, they didn't want to feel, especially as you get into your 30s and your 40s, right? You don't want to feel like the world's passing you by. Totally understand that. And if the market is telling you social media, social media influencer, influencer, you're thinking, well, that must be what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you haven't validated it. There's no way of actually knowing, uh, you know. Well, yeah, there is. How many transactions are you doing from that? Well, I had, Julie, I got a lead. I got a lead and closed a deal off Facebook the other day. Oh, no, you didn't. Somebody messaged you through Facebook, and that was a referral from a friend at church who didn't have your phone number, said to find you on Facebook, and this is your name. They messaged you through Facebook. You would have gotten that lead anyway. It's because we don't know use phone books anymore. That Exactly. That wasn't a lead from Facebook, kids. That was a lead that you would have gotten from a center of influence and past client. Have you should The big takeaway from this series this week is not just to get over your fear of the phone, but get, get frankly, move past your fear of your potential. In a lot of ways, we could talk about, I mean, Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, talks about this. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that you're doing, a lot of the reasons that you're procrastinating doing the real work of real estate is because it's not that you, it's like you're fearful that you won't be able to handle the success that you could create. And I know that's convoluted, but I've seen that happen with coaching clients. Like what happens if you have 10 listings and you, <laughs> people mm-hmm. like they turn sheet white. And they go, holy crap, how would I handle that? Here's the idea. Let's worry about that when we get there. Nice problem to have, right? Exactly. You will figure it out. You can handle it. (laughs) You can handle that level of success. But I went to a real estate conference, you know, and they told me to maximize. I'm going to go to a breakout session and we're going to talk about CRMs and drip campaigns. Why? What's your goal? Well, I want to generate leads. Well, here's a list of leads. These are a bunch of probate listings or leads, or or here are a bunch of people that are, you know, why don't you call those people? What? Yeah, no, no. This lead right here, Bob, this is a list of 27 people in your marketplace that want to sell their house right now. There's the, there it is. And here's the script use. And you've got a phone. Why don't you go call them? Well, I have to go to this breakout. I want to learn how to (laughs) do a 37 system drip campaign where I can mail them and send them a bunch of videos so I can track when they, what? Do you guys see it? You Do you understand it? Are you laughing at yourselves? Do you remember, I won't say which event it was at, but we were recently at an event where somebody was talking about their elaborate CRM 27 step, this and that. And he actually said, if you have lots of people, I mean, you should strive for at least four or 5,000 people in your CRM. He did. And if they are not responding to what you're currently doing, I kid you not, and you have no notes on them other than they're just a name and a phone number, maybe an address, what, you, what he recommended that you do is you choose something random out of your MLS, some listing, and you email it to them to see if they'll respond. 
And if they don't respond, you're going to try something else until they say, you know what, what do you, what do you, if they respond at all, I'm not looking in that area so that you then can tweak what they might be looking for. I mean, how many steps, is, how, what kind of crazy is that? But you know, here's the crazy part. Somebody right now, listen Ugh, to what you just said. I could do that. I could do that. Damn, Julie, that was a good idea. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I think you and I both got up and left at that point. But well, anyway. we, we actually we did. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, listeners, please stop making your life so damn complicated. Stop making your path to be successful helping people buy or sell real estate so damn complicated. It does not need to be. This is a beautiful, elegant, amazing business. And we're all in this business and we're all in this industry at the perfect time. The greatest fortunes of man and women have always been made during the greatest times of change. There is no doubt in my mind, and I think you will agree that we're in one of those times now, and we have been for a long time, and we will be in a long time, which means you do have time, no matter how old you are, no matter how you know pretty you are, how ugly you are, how fat you are, how skinny you are, how educated you are, how uneducated you are, you do have an amazing opportunity right now, as long as you're willing to dial in to the fact that our highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to others. Hopefully, you guys will agree, and I know you know tens of thousands of you do, that we are doing a good job, Julie and I, of being of service to you on this podcast. Please say thank you by giving us a five-star review on iTunes and a pithy comment. And also, if you're over on YouTube, please subscribe and hit the little bell notification. Guys, this podcast series this week was designed to be confrontational because I know you're surrounded with people in your lives that aren't, that aren't going to be willing to tell you the truth, or maybe they don't know the truth to tell. We do. We're going to tell you the truth. That's the reason you listen to us. If it makes you feel good, great. If it doesn't make you feel good, I'm sorry. But the reality of it is, is do something with this information because the future version of you, the future version of you being the best version of you as a real estate practitioner is dependent on your willingness to align with the fact that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other, uh, other people. And that comes on the other side of long periods of time of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Starting today. Now, do it now. Get to work. <laughs> you guys have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>